everybody, welcome to New Dad, Newer Dad. This is episode number 24. I'm Eric Smith, and I am here with Dustin Lopez. Dustin, how are you? It uh, it looks like it's 55 degrees, and it feels like it's 40, so I'm not well. Mm, I, <laughs> sorry. Um, I disagree. Well, in your office right now, it's very warm. No, but it doesn't, no doubt. It doesn't look like it's 55 out. It's not sunny. Yeah, but you just kind of like feel spring in the air. You know what I mean? That was from like the past couple of days where yeah. it actually did look warm and it wasn't warm. Well, now it's not warm and it kind of feels like it should be warm. Soon enough. I mean, anyway. it's kind of warm. So my key to my car broke off today in the ignition. <laughs> and it wasn't me that was driving the car. It was Melissa. Yeah. So that was interesting. Because I had to now then switch cars with her. And uh, I left my backpack in her car and it created this whole thing. And so I'm a disheveled mess today. How do you resolve that? Is the key still in in the ignition? Um, well, there's like a plastic piece that holds the key in to like the, you know, the little thing that mm-hmm. goes beep, 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 beep. See, this is the plastic piece. Mm-hmm. Right? And you would you would assume that, you know, hey, I have my... My key. I have a spare key, but it doesn't have the RFID thing in it or mm-hmm. whatever, like the thing that needs to. So you like start the car with the new key that I got off of Amazon, but it doesn't do anything. So it's not fun. So I need to literally take like this part from the old key and stick this little doodad here. Are you, are you looking? Yep. So I put this and I just have to like you know, Jimmy rig it in there and then twist. And then I can put this down in my pocket or whatever. So it's just not fun. It's just not fun at all. No. But I have so much to talk about today. That's good because I have nothing to talk about today. Well, let me educate you on a couple of things. Um, I thought that the poos couldn't get worse. They did. The Winnie? No, like his diaper poo. Oh, diaper poo. Um, although he did start watching the, there's a remake of Winnie the Pooh. He's been really fond of the, like the. What do you mean, like the Christopher Robin movie? Yeah, yeah, it's terrible. Like I don't know if you've like sat down and actually watched it. No, I just let him watch it. It's really bad. But yeah. the visuals are cool, but the movie is just god awful. Yeah. Well, I I want to start off today by talking about something. Um, I found um, it interesting because on Facebook today I. Uh, read an article, and uh, the title of the article Congratulations. is... Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. It says you're probably, in um, in parentheses, it says you're probably fat because you're happy. It's posted by fatherly.com. I, yeah, I don't disagree with that. Um, but it was interesting, like the subtitle of the, um, of the thing was, go ahead and blame your gross body on your happy marriage. It's just science. That was pretty funny. But it goes on to say that, like, happy relationships, newlyweds gain four to five pounds on average in their first year. Um, but researchers have historically struggled to pinpoint clear mechanisms that explain the girthiness of the joyfully committed. What about having a kid? They don't have, if it was from fatherly, you think they would have numbers related to having a kid? Well, yeah, I'm sure that there was, you know, so, like, it goes on to talk about, like, a little bit more in depth. Um, like follow-up studies that are being done and whatnot. But it was just kind of a, a cute little article. It got me thinking about the fact that, like, I have been, like, so happy over the last several years. 
And I, that's why I started looking at like photos of myself. I was like, yeah, I really need to get my butt into gear. So just like you, I had a smoothie today. And After I, I said I had my smoothie? No, um, I actually had mine. I made mine at home in my mm-hmm. Vitamix. So, um, Are we supposed to be impressed that you have a Vitamix? Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I got it for the smoothies. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I have Green a, smoothies. I also have a Vitamix. Oh, well, I'm then really aren't you fancy. Super fancy. Um, no, but I did like uh, some spinach and some bananas and some peaches, uh, peaches and guacamole. Um, and not really. You never, you never heard that? No. The peaches and guacamole? Mm-mm. Um, you ever, you know who John C. Riley is? Yep. You, you never seen his him being a professor? Oh, professor. Um, yeah. What's his name? I, I don't know. Yeah, I've seen that, but I, I don't. There's I don't a have specific episode I'll show you afterwards. To memory. Um, in any case, um, you know, just all sorts of good fruits, almond milk, some orange juice, and um, and then some protein powder that I got at Trader Joe's. Cool. So. Um, yeah. Just, yeah. Um, I've been doing that for like the last several days since I was in the hospital. So yeah, I like having a smoothie for for dinner. Yeah, like I feel like then I'm not weighted down. Right. Like at night. Yeah. It's nice. But you had it at lunch today. I had it at lunch today because we're uh, we're going. We got a date night tonight. You know, one of the questions I had written down. What? I'm gonna read it to you. It says, "Hey Eric. Hey hey uh, yes. What Justin? are you What are you gonna eat for dinner tonight?" Oh, I thought you were going to ask about date nights. No, I am going to ask about that <laughs> next because you now you piqued my interest. Oh, because we like we've literally never done that. Like the last time was was Aquaman. Oh wow, that was what December. Yeah, and that was a horrible movie. Oh, what so. a terrible decision that was. Yeah. Um, yeah, we got a baby. It's like a legit babysitter, not our neighbor, not a family member. Nice. And we're going to the Madison Grand Opening. Oh, nice. I didn't get an invite. I'm sure you could just go. Yeah, probably. Um, Moses, so the, Moses just, is going out tonight. For the listeners, the Madison is a, a what new wedding venue here, and it's a friend of our other podcast, Chris Jesperson's venue, and he's throwing this huge party. It's gonna be. It's like um. It sounds pretty rad. Like it's legit. Like yeah. this is like a New York City style, like wedding industry party. Yeah, that's awesome. Like he, a band is coming in from New York City. Wow. And I had to pull teeth to get June to agree to go. She doesn't like going to things where I know people and she doesn't know people. Yeah. And, and if she, I would have known you two were going, I probably would have ended up going. Really? Yeah, probably. Just because I never get to hang out with her. Oh. Yeah. Well, you're not special. Most people don't get to hang out with her. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you going to... Oh, so I guess that's your dinner then. Yeah, just whatever they have. Yeah, whatever uh, they have. Driftwood catering. What did you eat for dinner last night then? Last night I had a smoothie, half a smoothie, and um, some leftover raviolis that I cooked for Bo. Oh. Is that like a typical meal for you for dinner? Yep. I just never really, I never really get, like, I've gotten a read on, like, what June eats. I get that. She'll come home. But I don't know what you eat. She'll and make, it's so strange to me that I don't know what you eat. Yeah, well, we're, and I know we're you, like, not a normal, like, family. We're not there at the same time to eat dinner usually. And right. She's never, well, not never, but we're not ever eating the same thing because she only Rarely. wants to eat her Thai stuff. Right. So and she always has a papaya salad almost every night. Yeah. Um, in addition to other stuff. So does she buy these papayas fresh? Mm-hmm. And she just makes papaya salad? Yeah. Wow. 
It's impressive. I mean, she's used to doing it, so it's... I'd like to try one. I hate it. Am I peeking? No, I just was checking to see how I was doing. I'm oh. good. Um, yeah, I think they're gross. They smell terrible, and then she always leaves the bowl sitting next to the sink rather than dumping it and then rinsing it. Yeah. So then every night when I come down to feed the baby, it just stinks down there. So then I rinse it out and blah blah. So yeah. it's it's one of those Pet sick, peeves. It's one of those sick little cool things where I'm cleaning up after her. Right. Every day. Well, recently I got on the on the bandwagon with trying to keep the house clean for sure. Because I've been, I've been doing a bad job for yeah. a while. I, I don't. Melissa hasn't washed dishes since the baby was born. So it's all been the nanny or me. And I was usually pretty lazy about it. Yeah, I always forget you have a nanny. I'd leave it for the nanny. But then, like, recently, I've just been waking up every morning and cleaning. And before I go to bed, I clean, too. So Yeah, I do the same. Um, yeah. I'm doing, a, um, I'm doing a pretty cool dinner tonight. I'm getting a sheet pan. I'm putting some aluminum foil on it. I got some kielbasa, like some uh, Johnsonville, mm-hmm. Johnsonville, what is it called? Bratz? No, not Johnsonville. What's the other one, the farm? I don't know. In any case, um, some smoked kielbasa and then cutting it up into little slivers and then a whole bunch of vegetables just on the, on the pan. Mm-hmm. Just sprinkle it with a bunch of seasoning and some soy and Worcestershire. And um, and then throwing it in the oven, and it's this awesome, awesome recipe for um, yeah. So, uh, and then it's just a nice quick dinner. Melissa's going out with her with her friends. So yeah, I'm just kind of bacheloring it up with the kid tonight. And unlike you, I guess you're kind of lucky with regards to like how you have a you know a two year old where you can like eat his leftovers. Like you mm. could just feed him whatever you want to eat. Is that the way that works? I feed him whatever he wants to eat. But you could influence like I've, that, I'm I've sure, learned, right? No, I've learned that I have to ask now before giving it to him. Why? Because he won't eat something that he doesn't want at the moment. Like the last two nights have been raviolis because it's been the first thing I've asked if he wants. Mm-hmm. Do you want raviolis? Yep. But if he says no to something, he will not eat it. And I can't risk just putting something in front of him. I don't want to waste food. But if it's something you're already going to eat, then what does it matter? But I'm not having a meal. Why? Because I'm having a smoothie. Well, yeah, I get that part. But if you were to have a meal, then you would be able to dictate what you want. And if he wants some of it, then great. And if not, then you can just make him whatever he wants, right? Yeah, but I never cook meals any like. I haven't done that for a long time. It's just I don't have any time. So smoothie is, is what I'm doing. You don't have any time or you don't have any energy? Both. Because I feel like so much of this energy, like... If I wanted to cook at my kitchen, I would have to clean up the mess that's there first before I cook. Right. Because I don't like making a mess on top of a mess. Have you ever had a a cleaning lady in? No. If somebody got you a cleaning lady for a day, would that be a good gift? No, because then it would just be messy the next day. How do you know? But then you might have the energy to, like, break the cycle. I, I have the energy to break the cycle. Oh. I'm cleaning up. When I'm cooking something, I'm cleaning up after myself. I'm cleaning as I'm going. Gotcha. I'm not the issue. So this is more of, like, a mom problem. Yeah. Yeah. But she doesn't, there's no problem on in her mind. Gotcha. 
This is going to be my dinner. It's very I'm colorful. I'm going to take a picture of it and send it to you for Instagram tonight. Okay. It is colorful. Mm-hmm. Um, I, have a, I had a cleaning lady come in. You have a nanny and a cleaning lady? Well, I don't have a cleaning lady. I'm saying, like, I had a cleaning lady come in. Yeah. Because it just got to the point where I was like, I can't, you know, I need help. And she, it was relatively inexpensive. I mm-hmm. mean, it wasn't like, you know, you, you, I got a quote from, like, the maids. It was, like, $300 or something like that. Yeah. Who's going to spend $300 to clean their house? I, I, when I was doing real estate last year, I, somebody, this house that I was listing, like, it was gross. And they didn't think it was. I'm like, yes, it's terrible. Like, we need a, a thorough cleaning in here. Right. And I had somebody come in and clean it, and they even gave me a discount, and it was like four hundred dollars. Oh my! You know that's what I'm talking about. And it wasn't a big; it was a two bedroom, like condo. Unbelievable! Yeah, the, the lady I the lady I paid was like one hundred thirty five dollars. Mm-hmm. She did the whole house top to bottom. It turned out immaculate. If there was like a thirty dollar option, I might consider it. Thirty dollars, Eric. That would take like that. Maybe like the kitchen. Sounds like that's a kitchen option. Although that wouldn't be a bad business for somebody, I feel like. Just, just, go, going, just going around like cleaning people's room, kitchens, like, yeah. What rooms do you want? Like, here's the living room and kitchen option. or Yeah, that would be a good option. There's your new business. I'm not doing that. I got <laughs> I got a podcast to worry about. Um, well, anyway, uh, I, just, you know, I just never really asked you about your dinners. But you haven't always done a smoothie. Like, what would be a typical dinner that you would eat otherwise? Well, I guess you don't cook, so it doesn't matter. I, I mean, I used to cook when I was single. I loved cooking. What would you cook? Like, I've worked in restaurants for eight years. I didn't know that. Yeah. We're going to have to talk about that later. Um, Off air. I, I mean, I love cooking for myself. I didn't know that at all. Well, in any case. Um, and then when I was dating June, like, she would cook for me every once in a while. Well, pretty often, actually. And then... That just stopped. Like, I don't know why. She thinks I don't like her food or something, but I love it. You do have kind of a negative air about the way you talk about her food, though. I don't like the papaya salad that she's making every night. It's gross. That's the and only thing you don't There's like. other stuff that she makes that's nasty. Like, she's cooking up her own fish sauce. Oh, wow. That's intense. Yeah, but she's only allowed to do that in the, like, um, the middle months. So she can do it outside on the grill. Yeah, that's that's really intense. Um. But yeah, she just makes a lot of gross stuff. Like she's not making the stuff that I like all the time. Like I like right. when she makes pad thai. Like when she makes a like a chicken basil for me or fried rice. I like fried rice. Yeah. And we used to make like summer rolls and spring rolls that were really good. I still haven't made the the noodles you gave me. Yeah. We just haven't we I guess we've been really bad with cooking too. Well, Melissa has a soy allergy now. Not she doesn't have the soy allergy. He has the soy allergy right. when she eats soy. So we have to wait until like ten months from now or ten months older, whenever she stops breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. Have you ever used uh, My Fitness Pal? By the way, I have. I, I've been logging my food. It's been it's been great. Yeah, I like the, and when I was doing keto, I was using the the keto diet app. Yeah, um, I'm down like twelve pounds since being in the hospital. You look good. Yeah, I mean, I feel. I feel like I have more energy too. That's what I was saying. Is like, do you have more? Do you have not the time or the energy? Because I feel like recently I've just had so much more energy mm-hmm. from, and it it's been like easy to be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna clean the kitchen, or like yeah, yeah I'm gonna get up at six o'clock in the morning, like no big deal. Well, the the sleeping thing, like her not still not going through the night is like, uh, I actually got up 
three mornings this week. Today was my first morning I didn't wake up and do the bike, which has been great. And that gives me energy for the day. Right. Um, But what was I going to say? Was I talking about? I'm limited on the bike now. I'm only allowed to do one day a week. I really started doing the, the... the smoothies when I was doing keto in the summer last year, that's because it was such an easy thing to do for dinner. Like I yeah. could, I could pack stuff for lunch and then just come home and do the smoothie. And it was just an easy thing to do keto. Right. Um, you ever throw some bacon bits in there? Cause I want to be done with everything by six o'clock so I can fast until 10 the next morning. Oh, you do a uh, 14 hour fast. I was when I was doing keto. I yeah. tried to, I tried to do it, but I'm a little bit looser with it now. Yeah, I've been definitely trying that as well, because um, it's a it's huge. Um, the last couple of days have been have been tough though. I, we've been doing the sleep training, but I'll talk about that in a minute. Um, so this is just, we're just talking about dad bod essentially now, right? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I'm trying to fix my dad bod by doing you know my fitness pal and smoothies in the mornings, lean meats and salads. Like I had a salad for lunch today. Mm. You know, that's like, what, that's, I, I always like I keep thinking about that. Like with keto, when I was doing it, it was working. Like it wasn't not working for me. Right. It was just the effort of getting all the stuff that I needed and keeping track of everything that kind of drove me nuts. So I feel like it's so much easier for these athletes to stay in like good shape because they have like personal trainers and personal chefs that like will just cook them a keto diet or cook them a whatever diet. Like, of course, if I had that much time and like energy to like do that kind of stuff, I'd be in, you know, better shape. Not not great shape. I mean, look at Kevin Love. He was a you know, right. Big time NCAA. And he was like chunky then. Right. And then he gets an NBA and he has this, you know, personal chef and nutritionist. Yeah. Fat Kevin, um, skinny Kevin. And even he can, he, you know, he lost that weight, but he was still. What do, you, what do you think about like delivery services for like the meal prep stuff? Like, um, what are the, what are like, what is a couple of them called? Like, you know what there's I'm talking about? Them, like, like freshly. And yeah. Like there's like, blue apron. yeah, blue apron. That's the big one. Um, yeah, there's a lot. I actually saw one for for kids, like for toddlers and mm-hmm. young kids called Yumble. Oh, interesting. And I don't know. I've kind of been considering it. But then I was like, is he going to like all the things in it? Right. He's so picky. But you got the part about that is you got to make whatever they send you. Otherwise, it's going to go bad. Like you, you yeah, don't have any like. I'm, that's what I mean. Like if he doesn't like one of the things, then. I don't know if I like, I mean, that aspect of it's just kind of tricky. But I think in the box you can actually, for Yumble at least, you, you pick out what options you want. So then yeah, like you can you know narrow down to what he actually likes. I think that's the way that most of them work though, right? I mean, that's like Maybe. you pick what you want. They don't just send you random well, meals. They, you, can, you can, like with Blue Apron, like I almost, I almost got it. I went through the whole process and then for some, I think my credit card just happened to like expire like from the time that... Like in the two days that, oh, wow. I, that I filled yeah. out my thing and then when they were going to send it, you click on stuff that you don't want. Like for me, it would have been like beef. Like I don't want any beef options. You don't eat beef? No, I don't eat beef. Wait, did we already know that about you? I don't know. Wow, I'm learning so much today. I this stopped, is insane. I stopped eating beef in 2013. No freaking way. Yeah. You're joking me. No. You've never had pho in like the last six years. I've I've slipped or made like conscious like... Okay, I'll for this, but but I can count on one hand the number of times I've had beef in the last six years. No hamburgers, no, no, no hamburgers. I had wow, no carpaccio. So, so White Castle closed around here, in I think it was two thousand fourteen. Oh, we're going downhill real quick on this one on Christmas Day. 
It was Christmas Day 2014 or 2015. Yeah. They closed all their Cleveland stores. Yeah. So one is by my house. I, I went there and I got one. I got, um you know, like three burgers. Just mm. White Castle. Wow. Um, and then I'm going to Philly and Philadelphia on, in April. I'm going to Philly and Philadelphia in April. Yep. That makes sense. That, that made sense. That made total sense. So I'm already like, I'm going to be in Philadelphia and... Like, the group that I'm going with has an event at, like, the two cheesesteak places. And I'm like, I'm in Philadelphia. I've never had a Philadelphia cheesesteak in Philadelphia. I'm going to eat one there. Like, I'm, it's not like a, like, I won't eat beef. It's just I've been so good about it that there's no reason to stop now. Man, that makes me feel really horrible because I went from, so I made a conscious effort after the hospital incident to, to slim down to, like, once a week. You're, like, kicking my ass. You're just never... Yeah, I mean, I miss burgers every single day. Like, I want a burger so bad. And the uh, like, the Impossible Burger at B Spot is whenever I have the chance to get it, I would I do because it's so delicious. It's a, it's a good burger. I, burgers wouldn't be my thing. It would be like it would be like tartare and like carpaccio and like the really fine beef, like, like a like, really nice steak, w- like yeah, a, like a wagyu, yeah. you know. Japanese steak or something like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Why is it that they do tough. everything better in Japan? I don't know. There's just more refinement there, I feel like. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, I was, and I was in Japan in, what, 2015. Oh, that would be amazing. I, I think we ate duck and rabbit, but I didn't have any beef still. I've had rabbit. I've and had the, them. like, street ramen. Oh, they had it in the ramen? What? They had the duck of the rabbit in the in no, the ramen. No, we went to um, shit. What are those uh, the style of restaurants that they have where they have the little table in front of you? Izakaya. We went to an Izakaya restaurant. Okay. And they bring out like a a board, like almost like a charcuterie board, but with like meats that you cook on the thing in front of you, like a hot pot kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And it was duck and rabbit and some other things, pork, little pork. Mm. Um, but no beef for me. Well, I will tell you this. I felt, I'm sorry. Go ahead. After I, you know, I did it for a while, like my body felt less heavy. That's kind of what I feel like, um, already from just not having it as much. Right. I was eating beef for like two, three times a week. Yeah. I make sloppy joes. I'd make, you know, a steak on the grill. I'd, you know, do like lettuce wraps, steak lettuce wraps. I mean, that was, you know. I mean, Something it's it's big. not it's not great for you. Well, that's what I'm kind of learning. So, I don't even know. Like I, like I wasn't like, oh, this is terrible for my health. Blah blah. blah. I was just so like, you, I was just like, I don't need to do it anymore. Do you eat mainly chicken then, or what? Yeah, I'm chicken. And I like I don't even like eating pork. I only eat pork in like certain ways. What do you mean? Like ground pork. I like ground pork, I but love I don't. Ground I don't pork. like a pork chop. Or anything like that. What about if it's like breaded like a schnitzel? Maybe, but I, the places that would be offering that have something if you else. Made it at home. No, I wouldn't. Make you would it never at home. make a schnitzel. No, I like schnitzel. Which is why weird because I like spätzle and I'll make a spätzle at home. I love that. I'll do that with some schnitzel and some sauerkraut. Um, June do, does some things with pork that I like. Does June ever eat like a sauerkrauty kind of thing, mm, or like a kimchi or anything like that? No, that's just not her. That's not Thai. No, different. Different age. Yeah, well, that's Korean. Yeah. I'm not, I understand that. I know, I wasn't saying anything. I, do, I was just, I guess I was asking, do Asians eat 
other Asians' food. Does she ever eat like Korean or like Chinese or Japanese? Like, does she eat sushi? Not on a regular basis. But she, she'll eat sushi. Sometimes, right? yeah. Yeah. So it's not like crazy. But she think, does like, like the generic sushi. Like she likes like a California, California roll. roll. <laughs> <laughs> we went to like one of the most like um, popular sushi places in in Tokyo when we were there. Really? It's in like a mall and it has this crazy line outside. And we went with her mom, and we got all this sushi, and it came to our table, and we both were like, ew. Like, we didn't, <laughs> we ended up yeah, eating, like, it's three authentic. things. It was not good. Not our style. Um, well. It's a lot of food talk. I know. Sorry. I just got really, like, I mean, I've been feeling really good lately. It's good. More than I ever have in, like, the last several years. Oh, so it's here's kinda... one, one more thing about food. June, June went to Costco by herself on... Sunday, yeah, she really likes she likes cheesecake a lot. My mom makes a really good cheesecake; it's her favorite one. So June gets a whole cheesecake from Costco, mm. brings it home, takes a bite, and she goes, "I don't like it. Your mom's cheesecake ruined me for for all other cheesecake. I'm not going to eat it." Wow! So then that leaves an entire cheesecake in our refrigerator, and you ate it all. There's one. There's two. Two pieces left. There you go. I'm talking an entire cheesecake. Yeah, no, I got you. Every time I go in the kitchen, I go in and grab a fork, and so that's why there's so many dishes. There's in the like, sink. <laughs> no, fork, I, no, I fork, leave, fork. I leave the fork in there. For oh wow, convenience sake. Um, so it's I like I've been fighting this all week. Like I've been doing really smart things and then doing really stupid, stupid things. things. Like yeah. in the middle of the night when I go and I'm waiting for the bottle to warm, I'll just go to town on the cheesecake. Wow. Which is really bad because then I'm going to sleep with cheesecake in my stomach. Right. Yeah, no, that's not good. You know, Costco sells um, a, like, multi-pack of, like, little tiny cheesecake Mm -hmm. squares, basically. Um, I got it for the Super Bowl for all the people to enjoy at Mm -hmm. the the party I threw, and um, everybody really liked them. They were really good. So if you're looking for something from Costco, you know, check that out. Um, I got a question for you real quick, just on the same note of food but more dad-related um, what is, uh, how do you go about warming up your, your milk? Like what, do you, do you ever use formula? Do you, it's all breast milk. It's all breast milk. Um, how long do you, I mean, it's sitting there frozen or it's sitting there and it's in the fridge or it's defrosted, it's frozen and then it's put in the fridge to defrost and then you when, get it out after that or when, what? When we're feeding at home, it's June's taking some of what she pumps and putting it in the refrigerator and freezing some other stuff in bags right the frozen stuff just goes down in the freezer and it gets cycled through um you know uh, last to first or whatever you know first in first out yeah there you go fifo and i'm not even an accountant um but you worked at a restaurant that's true (laughs) um so that's used for school so every morning i'll go down and i'll grab however many bags that quinn needs that day and send it to school defrost it yeah but I'm using stuff that was freshly pumped for them, for her while I'm, you know, at home and on the go. Um, and gotcha. we, we just have a little steamer that we just pop it in. So it was like a $12 steamer from Target, but it's, we've tried a few and it's the best one and the fastest one. Nice. It's, uh, I think it's by Munchkin. Okay. In case you were wondering. I was. 
it's super fast, like two minutes tops. Okay. Mine takes like four minutes, four and a half minutes. Mm-hmm. It's a long time when a baby's crying. Yeah, you're telling me. Well, Mateo won't take a bottle right now, so it's even worse. Um, so uh, project of the week for me is setting up the new high chair. Well, it's not a new high chair. It's We got it from our shower, so I got a... Um, we, I don't know, you know, we got to shower, we got to set it up. Yeah, so I got to set up the high chair this week, and um, that's going to be the big project because I want to be able to put him in something when we are, um, you know, kind of doing the, the solid food feedings. Um, this, like, rice cereal stuff, mm-hmm. I just pull, I just picked up a, a box of it. Yeah. It's not rice. Is it rice cereal? Is that what it's called? It's called rice cereal. Yeah. Rice cereal. Um, you're supposed to put, like, boob milk in it. And then, like, just mix it around, and it's mm-hmm. already, like, ready to, like, eat. Yeah. That's, like, super weird to yeah, me. Yeah, it's like a baby oatmeal. But it's, like, already, like, ready to go. And yeah. you just, like, you pop some boob milk in it. Here you go, buddy. Is that how you do yours? Are you yeah. doing that yet? No, Did you start yet. solids? Will not you start solids soon? Probably a month behind you. Yeah. Well, he just doesn't like anything in his mouth other than a boob and a pacifier. Can't blame him. Yeah. I think he's becoming... Fixated. It's really not good. I need help with that. We we talked to a nurse, and Melissa scheduled an appointment with the doctor just because, like, we don't know what to do. Like, we have a wedding on April 27th. What am I going to do if he doesn't take a bottle? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's going to be really, really tough. Um, How many nipples have you tried? Uh, two. Should I try a third? Yeah. Do you want, do you want to borrow some? Bottles? What's, I mean, I um, have like three different kinds of bottles right now. And I tried a sippy cup too. What? Um, it's like, yeah, you can't do it's like, cup. fuck, just what the. What? Bottles and how they're just, he won't take anything. Oh, it's yeah. just impossible. So, how do you, like, what number nipple are you using? Are you using a slow well, we right were away? We were using slow flow forever. He was fine. Then we we bumped it up and then he stopped taking a bottle once he started solids. But he won't take solids either. It's like he puts them in his mouth and spits them out. He, you get anything near his mouth that isn't a boob, and he just is like, you know, just like shaking his head all around and everything. Is it still warm? Is the bottle still warm? The milk. Yeah. Well, I've, I've been using, I've been trying formula. So I guess, so Melissa started pumping a couple of days ago again, so we're going to try some boob milk. So we'll see what happens. I don't know. I mean, hopefully, if if he has the breast milk, maybe that'll be good enough. Whatever. Mm. So we'll just see. But in any case, um, I wanted to talk about the topic of the day. Um, and I know we're a little bit late into the episode for yeah. this. Um, but I just wanted to... Um, we, we can always use this for, you know, another episode, I guess. But um, so I got... Uh, so we've been sleep training. You guys did this yet or no? Or do, have you ever thought about doing this? Or did it just happen naturally for you guys? With Bo? What are you doing for sleep training? I don't remember. So let me, let me tell you about this, okay? So basically what ends up happening is, is that there is a, uh, the, the program that we specifically uh, kind of, I don't know, not signed up for, but purchased, okay, is... Uh, a whole system from this um, this kind of 
taking care of babies, the ABCs of sleep. And um, it basically talks about um, this kind of analogy for like a roller coaster where, you know, your kid wakes up in the middle of the night and he's crying and he associates crying with getting fed. So they just automatically, you know, uh, have this association in their mind and, you know, you just further enforce, reinforce it by just, you know, coming to them and then feeding them. The idea, the idea is essentially to train them to sleep for, you know, 10, 11, 12 hours straight. So putting them to bed at a specific time every night, you know, when they wake up in the middle of the night and they're like, hey, I'm hungry, they're not really hungry. Um, you can be feeding them more times throughout the day to get their caloric intake appropriately, and the baby will sleep through the night, and you wean them off of feedings in the middle of the night. And so first night, a few nights ago, first night went okay. You know, at like 3.45 he woke up, and he was just like not having it for like 45 minutes, ended up going back to bed, then about a half hour later, Melissa did a feeding so that he disassociated. He's, she's only feeding him when he's sleeping. Mm. You get it? And then after that, um, you know, he wakes up at 7 o'clock. That's the goal. Mm. And so um, second night was horrible. Last, the, the night before last, horrible. Two hours I was up listening to him cry off and on. He would, like, cry, and then he'd fall asleep. And then he'd wake up, and he'd cry, and he'd fall asleep. And he, it was horrible. Last night, perfect. Absolutely perfect. She fed him at um, 11.30, um, and he went to bed at, at, at 7.45. She fed him at 11.30, and then he slept all the way through. Boom, done. And, you know, tonight, if it's the same way, usually it takes about four days for them to disassociate. But you have to do this for 14 days in a row, and by the end of 14 days... The idea is that they're trained to sleep properly. What are your thoughts? So what are you doing during the day that's different? We're feeding him more frequently. So usually we were trying to stretch him to, you know, three, three and a half hours, maybe four hours because he's breastfed, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes he would go as much as four and a half hours. Um, But now it's every two to two and a half hours you're feeding him to get his calorie count up during the day. And then at night, you're feeding him less often, yeah. clearly. And Quinn's already eating every two hours. How Does she sleep through the night? No. We've talked about this. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know. Now I'm remembering. So we'll try and feed her as close to seven as we can. She'll go to sleep and then usually need to eat her again around nine to ten. I'm going to shoot you over the information that I got. Yeah, and then... And then like 11 to 12, she'll wake up again. And then recently she's been sleeping until about five after that second feeding. Yeah. Which is way better than it had been before because it had been like three o'clock and then five o'clock. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's getting better a little bit. Well, that's, I mean, that's why it's as long as it so gets easy better. for me to do the bike because she's been waking up at 530, which gives me, you know, 20 minutes to feed her and then to get on the bike at six for the live ride. It's been great. I wish she could do it. Why are you texting me? Um, one thing that is interesting is that, um, you know, he so he ate at like 
Um, so he woke up an hour early today, earlier than we thought he would. So he woke up at 6. So Melissa fed him at 6, and then 8, and then 10, and then 12, and then 2, basically, with a little bit of variance here and there. And um, How much does he eat per feeding? Well, you don't know because... Wait, that's uh, incorrect. Um, I mean, you don't know when he's breastfeeding how much well, he's actually you, So getting. usually it's about five and a half ounces the last time that we were at the doctor. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think they weighed him beforehand, and then they weighed him after she fed him at the doctor. Any other thoughts on sleep training? No. Okay. Not really. I mean, it's it's just been an interesting thing. I'm I'm seeing the progress, and he's napping appropriately too. So there's a whole sleep schedule that goes along with it. Mm-hmm. Like during the day, and he naps at very specific times as a result of this yeah. whole thing. It's like crazy. He's like literally lining up and like doing the same thing every day, just from you know putting him to bed and and doing him like a, a bedtime routine and doing things like in a really structured way. It's been a pain in the ass, no doubt, mm-hmm. but it is worthwhile in the end. So read it over, see what you think, and if you want to implement. Um, I need something for toddlers. Like, how do you get a toddler to stay in bed after they wake up in the middle of the night? Because he... But has he always been like that? No. When did he start? Like, a month ago. Like when you moved him to the ago. big bed? No, even then, like, he would he would make it through the night. It's only been, like, the last, like, month or month and a half mm. where he's doing this thing where he wakes up. If he wakes up in the middle of the night... He's crying and screaming and then coming to get in bed with us because it's the only thing that will make him stop because we don't want to sit there anymore while he falls asleep. Yeah, I think that's just going to be four or five tough nights in a row. And I would do it before wedding season, I can tell you that right now. Yeah, it's just tough because then, then like he'll wake up the baby. It takes four nights. So what I would do is I would do him first get him all situated, and then, um, you know, basically make it so that for four or five nights, he disassociates you. Children need, like, associations in their mind is what I've really learned through this whole thing, is that if they cry and they do, and you give them X, Y, Z, and they cry and they give them X, Y, Z, you know, it's just, that's just their way of communicating, and it's almost like, you know, you don't want to continue to do that. So, um, you know, disassociating the behavior from their crying, from the reward that they're getting, which is sometimes comfort, which is sometimes this or that. You know, my, my aunt is a lactation consultant, you know, last 30 years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she constantly talks about how, you know, oh, well, sleep training's good and all, but like, you know, oh, well there's still something called mothering and you need to mother your child, you know? So if your child's teething, you know, uh, sometimes they find comfort in the breast. Uh, if your child has a nightmare and they wake up, sometimes they take comfort in the breast, you know? So it's not like every association is bad. So your, your aunt's all about the boobs. Oh, my aunt's definitely all about the boobs. Yeah. A hundred percent. You know, it, breast is best in that house. And in her eyes, you know, the longer you can go, the better. she married? She is, yeah. What does she do when her husband gets upset? About what? 
Anything. Oh, stop it. Eric, hit the red button. I didn't swear. Fuck. <laughs> Wrong one. Damn. In any case. Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll have to update everybody on how the sleep training goes on the next episode. But, um, you know, for the most part, if you're having trouble with this, I think that it's so beneficial and so amazing. And it sucks to sit there for 45 minutes and let your kid cry. Because there's this whole portion like where, like, when they wake up to cry, the way that you disassociate it is that you pop in to their room, you, you know, go in and you, you know, console them, but you do not pick them up. You do not, I mean, for the first couple of nights, you can, you know, kind of pat their head or, you know, sh- uh, rub is their he shoulders still, or something like that. Is still swaddled? No, he's in something called a Zen sack or something like that. Mm. We'll throw up. Are a, his hands free? His hands are free, yeah. So, um, and the, the little the Zen sack has this little like pouch right here mm. on the chest, and it's like got beads in it, so it gives a little extra weight right into the middle of the chest. Oh, interesting! And it makes them feel like they're you know comforted yeah. by mom. You know, how close is he to to rolling over? Oh, he for the past couple nights it would be it's interesting. Like once I've been watching the monitor so much, they tell you not to do that, but I do it anyway. Um, I've been watching the monitor so much, and he like goes over on his side, and that's kind of a comfort for him too. Yeah. So, you know, and then he grabs his sleep sack thing and he like pulls it up and into his mouth Mm -hmm. and he kind of like gnaws on it a little bit. That's a comfort thing. Um, The whole program, the one that I'm doing at least, does encourage you to use something like the rabbit that has like the the little blanket off of it. Mm -hmm. You know, they call it a lovey, you know, something that, you know, the kid can love on and, you know, feel comforted by. Mm -hmm. We don't want to put anything in his crib quite yet. Um, cause you know, there's a lot of research around that and, and whatnot, but, um, I just feel like I don't want it going over his face or anything. So, um, in any case, uh, it's been tremendously successful thus far, knock on wood. Um, I, I think that everybody should really consider the idea of sleep training and do what's best for you, you know, but I think it's, it's a cool thing that could relieve a lot of stress out of a parent's life. Cause I already see it. Like Melissa got... We went to bed at like 9.15 last night. Like it was just like so early because we were so tired from the night before. And um, and we got, you know, I, I think she slept in till 9 o'clock today. Granted, she woke up a couple times to feed him in the interim, but she got a, a lot of sleep last night. So, I mean, that's important to parents, certainly. Mm-hmm. And I think she'll always do, and as long as she's breastfeeding, I think she'll always do the 10.30 or 11 o'clock feeding um, but the idea is to eliminate everything from that time until seven in the morning or six in the morning or right. eight in the morning or whatever it is. So with that said, um, that's kind of what I want to talk about next time. I would really love to talk about, um, solid foods. Um, cause it's something that we're going to be introducing here. Also want to talk about estate planning. I don't know if that's something that you've gone through, but, um, on the next episode, I want to talk about, uh, this process I went through with LegalZoom, it was pretty great um, with Living Will and all this other kind of stuff. So I think it might be worthwhile talking about because people with kids need planning like that. Yeah. Does LegalZoom want to sponsor us? I don't know. We'll find out. Um, do you have a book? 
Uh, I do have a book this week. Um, it was what I read last night. Now, um, I've kind of gotten... Books. Books. Um, I have... Um, so th- this book I read last night, um, I f- felt like, you know, for the most part, uh, lately, I've been you know, the whole sleep training thing, it's like part of that is the bedtime routine and how important the bedtime routine is. Cause like he knows as soon as I start reading a book now, I feel like in just a few days he's already learned mm-hmm. that as soon as I start reading that book, his eyes start to get really heavy mm-hmm. and he starts to fall asleep in Melissa's arms. And, um, I just, I just love that aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so this one um, is uh, a classic. I'm sure that you remember this from when you were a kid. Um, and definitely a little bit longer. Um, definitely not like, you know, your five-page nursery rhyme kind of book. But um, this is a collection of poems and drawings uh, by Shel Silverstein called Where the Sidewalk Ends. You remember that? Yeah, I've got I got two copies of it. Nice. Yeah. So that's, um, we, re- we read through that last night. The whole thing? Wow. No, not the whole thing. Like we would kind of pick pieces and parts and showed him drawings and he doesn't understand anything yet. So it's kind of like as, as soon as I just start reading something, you know what I mean? But, um, I don't know, pretty, it was fun cause it brought me back to like when I was a kid. Mm. I don't know where I remember it from or anything like that. Cause I don't clearly remember ever like having somebody re- read that to me yeah, or like I a classroom like or something was really big in like third and fourth third grade and fourth grade yeah. right yeah so I, I don't know i mean i it just brought me back I, I thought it was pretty cool so um and it was also cool because i got to um i've been working on writing a book and um i got to go the night before uh to work with an editor and i'm learning all about like writing of children's books and it's kind of cool to see like a really prolific author like Shel Silverstein um, and the way that uh, the book is written. So mm-hmm. it was kind of like really neat from that perspective as an adult as well. Um, so anything else for the day? Final thoughts? No, I got nothing. Okay. Well, like, uh, like you always say, Eric, uh, be a dad, be a real dad. Read a book to your kids. Bye. Bye. <laughs>